Welcome or welcome back to another episode of Way Too Wifey. I'm your host, Respectfully Gabby, and in this podcast, we talk all about dating and relationships in this modern day. Today, we have a guest, Diana. Welcome. Hi, Gabby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thank you for coming on. So Diana is a spiritual life coach. Um, So I wanted to know a little bit more about how you got into that and what that actually means. Yeah, yeah. So I got into it through my own journey of healing myself. Um, I grew up in New York and I was you know, had I had a really rough childhood. My mother was bipolar and a narcissist. So I was viciously abused as a child in the, the majority of my life. And so I came out with a full-fledged, um, you know, tray of issues that I had to work on in my adult life, right? I had, um, as the, I was an alcoholic, I had a, I was a drug addict. I had a borderline personality disorder, um, anxiety, depression, um, OCD. I mean, the whole menu of it and yeah yeah it was pretty intense and um I mean I can talk about it so freely now because I've really done the work over the last 10 years to really heal it and heal myself and really come to peace um, and forgiveness with everything that I've experienced in my life a lot of sexual trauma things like that I have been raped so we can you know talk about the toxic stuff that that happened in in dating worlds, you know, that happened, but it was my journey, everything that I've experienced. And I I don't mean to come from like a victim place at all, because when you really start to do the work of healing your wounds and healing um, your spirit, your soul, you really understand that like everything that I've experienced has been given to me as a gift and an opportunity for uh, greater strength and evolution of, of who I am. And, you know, when I really started my work on healing myself, I never thought, hey, one day I'm going to be a spiritual life coach and help somebody else do this, right? (laughs) It was more for me. Like, I was like, I needed to save my own life. There was at one point, many points where I was like, okay, like, I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to die somehow, you know? And that the strength of the human spirit to really commit and to, you know, find that will to to carry on is immense and powerful. And so through my own journey of seeking other spiritual healers at the time I was living in New York and I, you know, found a shamanic healer in Brooklyn that helps me do a lot of energy healing and a lot of, yeah, a lot of deep shamanic healing work. And then I eventually went into an ayahuasca ceremony, um, And that was really like the pivotal point that changed my life. And from there, I was sober. And I was like, kind of like had like a spiritual awakening, right of realizing like, okay, like, I'm not a victim. And I actually have been given this opportunity to grow and to heal and to evolve and to and to work on myself. And so that journey would eventually lead me to San Diego, where I live now. And I spent god years really doing this type of work i i went underground for like a good like three years where you have to talk to anybody yeah you talk more about that because i'm like i'm super fascinated by ayahuasca i definitely want to do that someday i i just think that it's like it's it's a process of getting there and like choosing the right thing but can you tell us a little bit more about your experience with that Oh, yeah. I mean, so ayahuasca, she's a spirit, right? So she's basically the great grandmother spirit of the earth. And so you're basically communing with like this ancient spirit of like mother nature. And what it does um, is it restores your spirit back to like wholeness. And so although I had lost so much of like who I was through, you know, all of the abuse that I suffered and all the things that I went through, I was able to with time continue to 
come back into wholeness with myself and my heart and my spirit. And what it's doing on a, on a psychological level is, you know, let's say you got bit by a dog when you were five and now you have this deathly fear of dogs. Mm-hmm. And so that's a neural pathway in your brain that has registered dogs as unsafe and dangerous. Now, when you go into an ayahuasca ceremony, the ca- the DMT is actually like rewiring your neural pathways. And so you're going to come out and be like, dogs are cute and friendly. I love them now. Oh, my God. That's they, insane. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, science behind it, which you can definitely research. But, you know, there's a lot of like... Um, like army veterans or like Marines that like have come home with PTSD and there's actually a purple heart um, organization that takes them down to Costa Rica or Peru and has them go through ayahuasca ceremonies because it helps to heal PTSD because it's rewiring the neural pathways of, you know, whatever abuse or trauma that you suffered. And so, yeah, it's really been the key healing element for me because I wasn't um, really subscribing to like medication and things yeah. like that, which was definitely recommended to me at the time when I was in that very um, like dark place. And I just was really, I see my mother on medication her whole life. And I just wasn't like, um, I just wasn't keen to that. So I was just like, yeah, like I'm going to figure out a way to heal myself holistically. Fuck all yeah. you guys. And I'm going <laughs> to, and I'm going to figure it out. And the best did. way I could do it. <laughs> yeah. And I did. So I healed all of those. I mean, like the OCD, the anxiety, the depression, the borderline, the drug addiction, the alcoholism, all within two and a half years. That's insane. Like holistically. Yeah. That's so, awesome. I mean, I also did a lot of stuff like meditation and yoga yeah. and like energy healing, like all, I mean, I've done all the things. Yeah, like, we're know? shaking all of the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But ayahuasca is definitely like a huge part of that hiring, you know, other coaches or, or men's other spiritual mentors that I've had like on my path to that have really supported me. And so, you know, there was a point where, you know, people are like, why did you choose, you know, being spiritual? I, I didn't really choose it. Like it chose me, you know, yeah. it's kind of like my life path. And so. I was organizing ayahuasca retreats for a long time. So for the past like six or seven years, I've been organizing ayahuasca retreats. And so people were coming to my retreats time and time again. And then, you know, I was kind of life coaching them into the ceremony and then helping them integrate out of the ceremony, right? And supporting people in this way. And I was like, well, I should just do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and yeah, it just kind of evolved into itself. And I hired business coaches to help me like create the business um, many years ago. And then it's just kind of, for me, it is my life purpose to support other people on their healing journey, right? Like I suffered so much like in my life and, my, and on my own trying to like really like figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so I like my mission is to help lessen the suffering of other people and to give them the tools and, and all the shortcuts that I can to make their journey, you know, less painful and, and to give them hope, right? Because a lot of times when I was in those places, I was very hopeless. And and it didn't seem like I was ever going to make it to the other side. And so I want to, you know, inspire people that like, whatever it is, you're going through whatever life dealt you and whatever it is that you may be struggling with, like, you can overcome it, but Mm -hmm. it does take investing in doing the work and the work is pretty fucking hard. So you have to want to do it too for yourself. Like, I think that's a huge part of it too. But I love hearing yeah. people's stories because I, I feel like everyone who's like really passionate about what they're doing, it's always come from a, like a darker place and then they've gotten mm-hmm. themselves out of that. And I, I just feel like people's life's purpose is in their struggles and we don't yeah. take enough look at our struggles sometimes, I feel like. 
But um, I wanted to push it over to dating, I guess. Um, I saw one of your TikTok videos. You're talking about how you are in like alignment to meet your your partner right now. So I'm curious, can you talk a little bit more about like how you got there and um, how you attracted him into your life? Oh, yeah. It's such a crazy story. I'm glad that you asked because I actually haven't talked about this publicly anywhere else. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I was actually in a pretty toxic relationship like right before him. And, you know, at the end of that relationship, I was like, why did that happen? Because I felt like I was like in a very healed place. Like Mm -hmm. I had been working on myself for like seven years, eight years. I was like, this really didn't seem like something that I would attract into my life, but I was in it. Right. And what it really brought up for me was all of my wounds around still not feeling safe in my body because I was an abused child, like your nervous system, like remembers all of that unsafety, right? So as much as you want to heal your spirit, your mind, your heart, your nervous system is still like really attracting um, it remembers and then it's vibrating at a particular frequency that still makes you, it still taps into that survival instincts mm-hmm. of not being safe, right? And so I then somehow attracted a partner that would make me feel emotionally and psychologically unsafe. And it was, it forced me to have to pull up all these deep wounds around not being safe and, and really work through that and so I really see that now so when that relationship ended I was pretty much swearing off men I was like I'm a, I <laughs> need course. to like I need to like I need to like come back to myself I was not okay um I was pretty much in shambles honestly but I was rebuilding right and I was healing and I was doing all that stuff I really understood that in order for me like my inner child to feel safe I needed to step into my inner masculine Mm-hmm. And really empower that energy of being, no, don't talk to me like that. Like, it's more about like having these strong boundaries around yeah. my inner child to protect myself from people that felt unsafe, from relationships that felt unsafe, from friendships that felt unsafe, from communities that felt unsafe, mm-hmm. where I wasn't being seen, I wasn't being heard, I was being gaslit, all these emotional unsafety, right? Like, I had to really come and advocate for myself and be like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing this like this is not okay and I think a lot of times as abused children we are very much inclined to be uh, people pleasers and we are very much inclined to to just be you know not rock the boat and just kind of go with the flow and I really had to be a disruptor and a lot of different background of like community that we were a part of and things like that that like took his side and you know all this stuff that really came up like relationships and friendships that were in the middle that were like they weren't seeing the abuse that he had put me through. And there was just a lot of me having to advocate for myself. That's when I think something shifted within me where I wasn't in this like, kind of like wounded feminine anymore. I was in my very like empowered feminine, but I had also been I was in my healthy masculine as well. And so then I I had moved from where I was living. So I was living in downtown San Diego. And I had moved about like 30 minutes north. So now I'm in like North County, San Diego. And I was like, oh, like I'm in a new area. I'm like, I need to find a beach that I want to go sit and be like, have like a sad girl summer right now. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I want to go journal and cry and just like, you know, like be in my little beach tent. So I found this beach. I I was, okay, this is, this part is, we're going to talk about sex magic a little bit. (laughs) Okay, let's get into it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what sex magic is? I've heard about it. I am not like too like familiar 
Um, okay. So- but yeah, please take it away. <laughs> this is, is going to be fun. Okay. So I was really like, you know, in this place where I had lost a, a whole friend group, I had lost an ex, I had lost like a community, like I was very much in isolation with myself. And I was like, all right, you know what, this is fine. I'm going to just like heal and and pour into myself. But I also wanted to watch movies where I saw men that like really embodied like the type of man I wanted to attract. So I watched like the entire Divergent series where like Theo James is like this hot guy like kicking ass for like his girl. <laughs> I had this conversation with my girlfriend one time and she had met her man on like like Tinder or whatever like mm-hmm. five years ago and now they're like you know together forever and she's like well how are you gonna meet men Diana if you're not gonna willing to get on an app I'm like well I'm just gonna live my life I'm gonna travel maybe my husband will find me in the airport like whatever you know I'm not gonna do like the dating app again like that was it's like picking up like strays off the street like I'm just yeah. not doing it anymore <laughs> and so um the next day I was home, I was like, I'm going to watch Troy. And like, you know, Troy, like Brad Pitt, shirtless, yeah. hot, kick, also kicking ass for his yeah. girl, you know, doing the manly <laughs> things, you know, killing yes. people with a sword. I was like, it was hot. And so I go on the pattern. Do you know the app, the pattern? Yes. So you know how they have that dating like portion of it now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I literally was just like laying there. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put some stupid ass picture up and like write something. I didn't even finish my profile. Like I literally just wrote, um, if in case I never come back on here again, here's my IG, right? And I also was going to pay for it because like you have to pay to yeah. see your like, responses. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not investing in this, right? Yeah. And later that night, I ended up doing sex magic. So sex magic is basically when you use the power of your orgasm to empower your manifestation. And so it's like a high frequency when you're orgasming, right? And so when you hit the peak of your orgasm, you energetically send out like what it is that you're looking to manifest. So I've manifested money this way. I've manifested my, my place that I live in this way. And I manifested my man that way. So what I was really feeling and... I said, I want to feel what it is for a man to hold my entire being to like hold like every all that I am because I'm, I'm a pretty powerful yeah. woman and a lot of times men, you know, they can't, <laughs> they just can't. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I kid you not, I wake up the next day and this guy followed me on Instagram and he was really cute. And so like I click on his profile and he's like a doctor in Encinitas, which is like 20 minutes away from me. We had no mutual friends, nothing. Like, so how did you like, find oh. who sent you? <laughs> right, exactly. And but honestly, Gabby, there's something that was very intuitively like knowing in me where I was like, he looks like my husband. Like he Aww. looks like my husband, you know? And so I followed him back. And then later that day, he sent me like this most beautiful message where he was like, Hey, Diana. So like, I actually just redownloaded the pattern app last night. And I realized that you can connect with people on there. And I like saw your profile. And I wait, you this know, was the we- night of he saw your profile as soon as you had made it. So 15 minutes, like I literally went on at like 1140, 11.30 at night. And he went on at like 11.45. So 15 okay, minutes after I insane. put my profile up, he downloaded the app. <laughs> okay, I'm about to go on the pattern. <laughs> <laughs> <by my husband. laughs> it's crazy. 
crazy because I had put sacred plant medicine in my like IG bio at the time. Mm-hmm. And he works with sacred plant medicine. He works with ayahuasca as well. Like he actually sits with this other group and like, it's like a guardian, like in this group where he's just like, yeah, like his life path was very much in alignment with me. Like mindset, spiritual beliefs, like all of it was like in alignment. And it was so fucking scary for me. Cause I was like, yo, like this is wild. And <laughs> um, sex magic is real. And and so we literally talked for like a week. We went out on a date because I was going out of town. I was going to New York. I was I had a speaking event and he was going out of town because he was going into an ayahuasca ceremony. And so we oh had God. dinner. Yeah, we had dinner like right before we both left town. And it was just like instant magic, instant connection. And I tell everybody this, like I didn't feel like I was meeting somebody new. I felt like I was meeting somebody again. Like Aww. we had already known each other, like our souls are very much in alignment and in connection with each other. And he went into his ayahuasca ceremony and had like a vision of me. And it was very much just like, interestingly enough, when I went to New York, I actually met like another hot guy. And I was like, oh, okay, like I'm going to play the field for a little bit, right? Like I'm going like, to, and I can't put all of our eggs in one basket. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, yeah, I was a little, still a little traumatized. So I wasn't sure, you know? <laughs> And I I remember like that guy from New York, he's like, hey, I'm going to be in LA. So I'm going to like, you know, take a trip down to San Diego and like meet up again and stuff. And um, me and my partner, Ryan, at the time, like we literally progressed so quick. I had to dead that other guy. I was like, I can't, like, I can't yeah. do that. Like this, this is like my husband, right? And you can tell because like Ryan was treating me like his wife, whereas like the other guy was treating me like a girl he was dating. And yeah. there was just like a huge difference in that. And so I have um, so many questions. Oh, okay. So. So for me I'm like a very much a romanticizer so like I'll see someone like oh that looks like my husband and I'm sure a lot of people do this as well but like obviously not everyone can be your husband what do you think is like the difference or have you felt that way before or like I guess if you felt like oh this strong attraction to someone else what was the difference there yeah the difference is the knowing I think usually it's a hope it's a hoping right you're like I hope yeah maybe if she does this maybe if he stops doing that (laughs) yeah that's so true wow (laughs) right you're just like hoping it's like they're almost like you're always trying to like fit like a square into a circle like come on get it together we need to make this the one you know where it's like there was none of that like for me I very was much relaxed and 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 leaned back Mm-hmm. And just like being like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like everything was just like perfect alignment. Like I never, ever, ever once had to tell him, can you do more of this or less of that? He, that's who he is. And that's already what he's doing. Yeah. And those are all the things that I need. And he never knew that, but he's that's just, that's who he is. And I think going back to what I was talking about, the embodiment of me and my mask. And when I showed up and started to be my own embodiment of a divine masculine king within me mm-hmm. is when I would then attract the divine masculine king who is my partner but when I was still letting people trespass upon me when I was le- still letting people gaslight me when I was still letting people steamroll me and and, and not you know hearing me allowing people to abuse me in any way I was accepting that because on a subconscious level, I felt like I deserved that, right? Which is from my childhood, from my abuse. And when I started to really come into, no, I deserve better and I'm going to advocate for myself, I'm going to protect myself. I found a man that's like, I'm going to protect you too. I got yeah. you. That's that energetic vibration of the that equal, right? Of like, he's like, I'm going to protect you. I got you. But it wasn't until I said, I'm going to protect me and I got me, you know? 
I love that. I know you talked a lot about like the masculine and the feminine. I kind of want to get more into that. Everything on TikTok right now is like, oh, like girls need to be more feminine or like the hyper independent woman is too masculine. She needs to lean more into her feminine. But as I'm hearing you talk, it's kind of the opposite. You think that you were more feminine before and that's why you had to like tap into your masculine. I was actually very I was a toxic masculine woman actually okay. in my life in New York I was angry aggressive hyper controlling yeah. I, I had my fingers in your face like you know what I, mean? I might even punch, <laughs> I might even punch you in the face like, I could I see that violent. in you I, yeah <laughs> not like, right now but I could see like how you could be like that <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I, but, but that's from the wound. That's from being mm-hmm. wounded, right? Like, that's from feeling unsafe and feeling like I had to fight for my safety constantly, right? Or fight to be heard or fight yeah. for survival. Um, And then I feel like maybe I, when I started my healing journey, I was then in like my wounded feminine. I was okay. like, poor me. And I'm sad. And like, I'm hurt. And people hurt me. And like, I need help. Like someone help me, you know, someone yeah. save me kind of energy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I've been really working to. So it's like both of those are wounded. You know, like yeah. the toxic masculine is wounded. And the wounded feminine is clearly wounded, right. And so what I feel like what needs to happen is a balance of like healthy and like empowered, you know, like empowered divine feminine and like healthy masculinity, like that's where I think it becomes a balance. Because um I'm a, I, I run my own business. And so I, that's me and my masculine energy. I'm running a business. I'm coaching people all day. Like I'm handling shit. Like I have to be in my masculine. But then when it comes to going into maybe going on a date with my man, I, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to drive and I'm going to pick a place yeah. we're going to eat. And like, you just, you know, yeah. no, I'm like, he controls all of that. And I just like sit back and I'm like, hey, what's going on? Finally, I can relax. Yeah, yeah. I think it's knowing what, when mm-hmm. it's going to benefit you most okay. to tap into yeah, and I knowing agree. and doing the work to heal the parts that maybe still feel like shaky. Right. Because I think that's really where it was. Like I was in a, I was pretty much in a victim state still, or, or like subconsciously, I didn't feel that I was. And that's the thing, like why we, we never do. Like everything is great. But why would I then get into a relationship with a man that's constantly making me feel victimized? Well, because like I subconsciously still am embodying like a victim energy. It's balanced. Yeah. I don't think more women need to be in their feminine all the time. That doesn't serve you all the time. You know what I mean? Like you want to yeah. get shit done. You want to achieve your goals. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you got to step into your masculine, you got to take action. And those things are, you know, valuable as well. I totally agree. I think that the thing that people miss on, like, when they're making TikToks about this is that we all have masculine and feminine energies within us, and it's okay to be both. Like, I just yeah. feel like there's such a divide right now between the two. It's like, no, we all have both. It's just knowing yeah. when to use them. So I love that you said that. I wanted to ask, what do you think someone can do in order to manifest their their right partner? Like, what do you think the steps would be to do that? I think healing is a definitely yeah. at the top of the list for that because a lot of times we are modeled behaviors from our caretakers, our parents, whoever we grew up with, like unhealthy relationship patterns. And those get internalized and ingrained in our subconscious as far as like what, we're, what we attract and 
a lot of times those and when we talk about like ancestral healing and like Mm -hmm. that's really what we're doing right it's like well my parents did it this way my grandparents did it this way you know what I mean it's like well do you want to keep doing it that way or do you want to be the bloodline disruptor because a lot of a lot of people that actually end up working with me are that for their bloodline because I am that for my bloodline right like all of my family pretty much is alone isolated divorced like unhappy resentful angry and and in a lot of pain (laughs) yeah and I'm the one that's like healing right I'm healing that bloodline and so that's why I started to heal. But then also, whoever you are going to end up attracting as a partner is going to be the other half of that. So you want to, you want to make sure you're attracting another healthy, healed person. And so that starts with you being healthy and healed yeah. within yourself. And not to ever say like healing is ever done, because like, it's not. And I mean, I'm 10 years in and I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> does this ever stop? <laughs> yeah, but you really embodying the type of partner that you want to be. And you have to see like, if I'm attracting partners that are, you know, things I don't like, how are those things reflected in me? How am I still operating from that place? Right. And a lot of there's a lot of like entanglement too, right? Because usually like if you were abused, then you're going to attract like an abuser, or you start to be the the person abusing other people. So really, it, it depends. But um, healing, number one, and then really finding support for yourself, because healing alone is really challenging, because you can't see yourself, and you can't, um, your blind spots are are not visible from your vantage point. So like, um, you know, if you want to do plant medicine, I think that's a great idea, mushrooms, ayahuasca, anything like that, Love that it. really helps open up your <laughs> consciousness and helps you access your subconscious and really start to see like, sometimes a lot of the things that you carry in, in your into your relationships are not even yours. They're just like, in your in your DNA, right? Like a lot of, you know, babies and their mom's wombs are absorbing the stress, anxiety, or the unworthiness of energetically from what their mother is feeling things you really can't see. And so I would also I I would say finding support, I know you help people as well, like with dating Mm -hmm. and and relationship, or if people are looking for deeper healing, you can always contact me. But yeah, healing is number one, for sure. I love that. I think honestly, that's so huge because I always think about this, like, why haven't I attracted my partner? And then I'm, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm, I haven't yet because I feel like I haven't even reached like the point of me that I want to before I get to that. Yeah. Yeah. You want two whole people to come in and like create like more harmony, right? Where it's like, you have to be in harmony with yourself. I think that's key. For sure. Um, well, I think also what's great about you is that you're continuing to date, which will also always be a good reflection and a mirror for what mm-hmm. it is that you are looking for, what you're refining in yourself and what it is that you might need to work on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every person that I like come in contact with, I'm like, OK, we didn't need to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm learning and it's it's good. I'm 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 learning. But yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a final question what is the best piece of dating advice that you can give someone? I would say uh, shop around because 
I'll read the read the book attached. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, everyone needs to yeah. read that book. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. But I would say continue to shop around. I think my mistake. I I used to be anxiously attached, so it's what mm. they say. It's like you attach to every stop sign you stop at. Literally, you know. So they like shop around and and do it quickly. As women, particularly, like we need to sort it quickly. Be your authentic self and never ever try to fit into somebody else's expectations of what you are because then you're just gonna be so unhappy it's like you want to yeah. show up as your authentic self and then meet somebody and be like oh this is not a match okay cool and continue yeah. to sort quickly um there's a really good book called um sinking with the opposite sex by allison armstrong i highly recommend that as well it's an audible actually and um, it's called sinking really called- with the opposite sex yeah or in sync with the opposite sex okay, um, by allison it. armstrong Oh, it's really good. And it really talks about the biological aspects of men and women and why women in particular need to be the ones that are sorting quickly because men don't, you know, yeah, no, they'll ha- they'll hang out with you for seven years and not give a shit. <laughs> Until they're ready. Yeah. No, they're just going to be bopping around yeah. <laughs> doing their thing. Yeah. 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 Women like we need to be the ones that are like, all right, we need, we, we need to find our what's going to fit for us and we need to find ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we'll know exactly what's going to be a real a right match for us. Yeah. But so where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at The Urban Indigo. Same name. You can also email me, Diana, at The Urban Indigo. Um, if you're interested in any plant medicine retreats, I have one coming up in Peru in June. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of events here in San Diego as well. So, yeah, keep in touch with me. Love to hear from you. Okay. Well, I will definitely be asking you more questions on that later. <laughs> i'm Um, happy to answer them awesome well thank you so much for coming on i'm so glad that we got to connect and that we got to come on here and and share my sex magic story i hope more women i hope more women it's just sex magic magic. (laughs) thank you so much and i will see you guys all next tuesday